This is Colorful Commentary. So today is all things impeachment, impeachment hearings, impeachment witnesses, and Trump's inevitable, mm, let's just say unleashed reaction. Okay, so let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the seventh commentary, bless number seven, number of completion, although, you know, this is just the beginning for us, but it's a special number. So as I said in the intro, today is going to be basically exclusively about impeachment. I promised you guys last week that that was what I was going to focus on this week. And so I decided to just kind of make this a mini breakdown of what's going on with impeachment as many as it can be. I'm thinking 10 minutes, maybe 15 at the most, but who knows once I get into it, you know, you just, you gotta go all the way. So I'm going to explain this in the way I know how, and in the way I feel I would understand if someone was explaining it to me and I didn't really know. So hopefully you have been at least a teensy weensy bit tuned into the impeachment hearings and what's been going on. It's actually been extremely interesting. I'm not one to like watch that stuff, but I would tune in and it would be on and I would just be planning on like, oh, let me come in and come out. And like, I couldn't change the channel for like an hour <laughs> because it was just so fascinating one to see how the democrats and republicans treated the same witness very differently and two to see them ask basically the same types of questions but just in different ways which is what you do you want to make sure you get all angles of what happened um and to see just the credibility of almost all of the witnesses and how they carried themselves with such poise and grace. And regardless, everyone who came there showed bravery and honor and courage, at least in that moment of coming, because Trump and the State Department tried to block most, if not all of them from testifying, but they said, no, this is impeachment inquiry. The executive privilege that is of no basis first off, but certainly doesn't apply in an impeachment situation. So we are going to testify. We are going to follow the subpoena of Congress. We're not going to be held in contempt. Now, the people who haven't testified is Secretary of State Pompeo, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, and head of NSA, well, former head of NSA, Bolton. Those are the people who are directly implicated, but who haven't testified. Of course, Trump would be the other one, but you know, it's obvious why he hasn't testified. So it's been explosive to say the least. Now, let me just give you some backstory. I know we've talked about this a few weeks prior, but let me just lay it out again as briefly as possible. But what all this is about, right? Because you need to understand what is this about? And then what is the goal in this? What are Democrats trying to tell the American public and public and convince them of? Because that's very important also when surveying how they're answering their questions, because both Republicans and Democrats have a they have their own motivations as to what they're doing. And so the Democrats happen to stand on the side of justice in this situation, but it's still 
necessary to know what their biases are. So anyways, let's get to the actual facts. And these are facts of what went down. What is the basis of all this in the first place? So July 25th, President Trump made a call to Zelensky, or rather Zelensky made a call to President Trump. Not sure which one was which, but they had a phone call. They talked. During the phone call, Zelensky brought up, well, we really need those javelins. That would really come in handy. That's And javelins are a weapon that really is making a difference in Ukraine in fighting Russia. Because if you remember, Russia, I want to say five years ago, literally came into Ukraine in the region of Crimea and occupied it and said, yeah, this is ours. This is Russian territory now. Of course, the whole world was like, what the hell are y'all talking about? This is Ukraine. We don't do this current day. So, you know, we used to do that back in the day when it came to Africa and Asia and North America and Australia. But we don't do that to each other. Well, even though they did do that too. But so my point being, (laughs) Russia broke all precedent uh, by literally coming in and occupying a democratic country. Previous to President Zelensky, the president installed in Russia was corrupt and he was pretty much, excuse me, I said president installed in Russia, I meant president installed in Ukraine, but he was pretty much Russian. (laughs) His interests were for Russia. I don't know if Putin was paying him or if Putin had dirt on him, because let me tell you, Putin, even though his name is very embarrassing, he has dirt on darn near everybody, or so it seems. I know he got some dirt on Trump. I, I I know he does and Mitch McConnell too I know they be doing some I don't even want to think about that so I'm not even going to think about that anyways so they had the call and Zelensky brought up javelins now mind you Zelensky is actually a former comedian (laughs) he was an actor but he ended up becoming president sound familiar except he ran on an anti-corruption campaign of saying look our current politicians straight up are corrupt like are the definition of corrupt they're in our number one enemy's pocket so I'm the new guy I'm coming in and I'm gonna change the game and that's what he did they passed anti-corruption laws they actually installed impeachment (laughs) as one of their facets of their constitution and many other things so he's done a great job thus far at weeding out the corruption in Ukraine as much as possible So this is a first-term president, a new president, talking to the president of the United States, the U.S. being his greatest ally, and saying he needs the weapons. Now, why is he saying he needs the weapons? Well, because Congress had approved military aid to the tune of 300, over $300 million to help Ukraine in their fight against Russia, because we have a vested interest in Ukraine being independent of Russia because guess what if Russia can get them and get a foothold in Ukraine then that gets them one step closer to the rest of Europe and then guess what that gets them one step closer actually a lot of steps closer to us and quite frankly we are their largest target we are enemy number one for Russia make no mistake so he's having the phone call and he's talking about the javelins because the aid has been held up Nobody knows why. Well, now we know why. But President Trump says, but I need a favor, though, and talks about the Bidens, talks about Burisma, which is the company that hired Joe Biden's son. And he talks about CrowdStrike, 
saying a conspiracy theory about the 2016 election. I'll get into that later. And so this phone call is very concerning to a lot of people. This phone call ends up Mr. Morrison, who testified a few days ago, said that it was an accident of administrative error, which if that was the case, then you would have taken it off the secret server because they put it on a secret server that a phone call of that it wasn't a big magnitude thus it should have been spread around to all different departments but it wasn't so clue number one two many people went to the lawyers the legal staff to complain or to make statements that they didn't agree with what was going on and then you find out right a few weeks later the whistleblower report comes out which is largely based on that call and that being kind of the final puzzle of all these other things being put together white house tries to stall the whistleblowers complaint it becomes public knowledge then they have released it and then they say well to exonerate trump we're gonna release the transcript which isn't an exact copy of what happened they're just notes but so they release the current transcript president trump claims that this is a perfect call he's repeatedly said perfect now mind you if it was perfect why was it put on a secret server and why did all these trump appointed people go to legal counsel to say this is wrong something needs to be done so all that came out right all this came out september 5th september 11th the military aid was released remember that because it's not a coincidence of why that happened it's really not it's very connected to everything that I've been saying and I'm about to go in deeper so you may ask well why would he ask for investigations into the Bidens and if you need to ask that well I guess I'll tell you anyways because Biden at least at the time and still now is the number one front runner in the Democrats race to see who's going to become president or nominee for president and so it would be in his interest now 2020 to do this now mind you the july 25th call was the day after bob Mueller testified okay i mean that should strike you a little bit it it should actually strike you a lot of it because the day after Mueller testified that Russia was interfering in our elections and Trump hadn't done anything about it, he then made a phone call or had a phone call that was going to participate, precipitate, yes, I can, I can speak, precipitate him getting help in the 2020 election. So as leader of the intelligence committee, Adam Schiff said, this is literally the day after It's the day after that now you think you've been cleared from 2016 that you are going to involve yourself in 2020. I mean, this man, it it just, ah, I don't understand. Well, I do. But so all of this is going on. And mind you, throughout all of this, Zelensky wants to get a White House visit. Because like I said, he's a new president. It would look really good. One to Russia to say, ha ha ha, US is our strong ally. And two to the rest of the world to give him some legitimacy if he has a meeting at the White House. So his people are trying to schedule this meeting. Can we get this meeting? We want this meeting. We want this meeting. And you know, we kind of need that military aid. We don't understand why it was held up because your Congress bipartisan, which they never do lately, actually passed that. And your president, he signed it into law and the Department of Defense, they did a report on us saying that we meet 
the anti-corruption statutes so that the aid can be released. So why is the aid not being released? We really need that aid. People are dying over here. Okay, help us out. And of course it's in your interest too because we're, we're a democracy, you're a democracy. So come on, come on, where's the aid? So this is where all these people in the impeachment hearings come into play because they were the intermediaries between Ukraine and USA. Some of them being the intermediaries between Ukraine and the president, because what the president was asking for in no way, shape or form reflected the country's foreign interests. And it reflected his interests in the 2020 election. So now that I've gotten all that out, you know, there was some opinion in there, I admit, I admit, but the basis is factual. Those are the facts of what happened. This is not in dispute. President Trump himself has admitted to this. Nobody, not Pompeo, not Mulvaney. Mulvaney said it was quid pro quo and then tried to take it back. <laughs> um, no Republican member of Congress in any of these impeachment hearings has said this didn't happen. Nobody has attacked the facts that this happened that he asked for investigation into the Bidens, that he withheld military aid, and that he would not meet in a White House visit with Zelensky. Now, Trump's reasoning behind this is corruption. Mind you what I just said about Department of Defense report. So that doesn't make sense with the aid being withheld. Now with the White House visit, what Eric Sawwell, he's a member of the Intelligence Committee, what he brought up in the impeachment hearings is he said if it really affected him that corruption was so bad in Ukraine that he didn't want to meet with the president, then why two days earlier did he meet with Turkish President Erdogan, who, if you've been listening to the episodes, has staged basically an ethnic cleansing of the Kurds in Syria and is known to have ties to Russia and is known to be a corrupt leader and is known to be a corrupt country. Why has he several times, in closed door and in public, had meetings with Putin? When that is an unequivocal fact that Putin runs a corrupt country. What is the reasoning for him then not meeting with Zelensky if corruption is the reason, but he's had two meetings with corrupt quote unquote presidents? Hmm, that doesn't stand up. Of course, the Republicans say, well, he did have a meeting with Zelensky. He had a meeting at the United Nations. Mind you, he had the meeting after all this stuff came up about the call, about quid pro quo, all of that. Okay, and it still wasn't at the White House. So moving on to the actual testimony. Again, I'm putting in a link to C-SPAN because that's pretty much like they just show what's going on they don't put any partisan spin on it of the impeachment hearings if you gonna watch anyone's I would say they're all really illuminating but I would say the top one would be Fiona Hill she's the number one watch her if you don't watch anyone else watch her Lieutenant Colonel Vinman and Gordon Sondland they're very interesting. Someone is a little slimy sometimes, but he said, and I quote, between the White House visit and investigations into Biden, there was a quid pro quo. He said that, not in those exact words, so I shouldn't have said and I quote. I should say, and I paraphrased. <laughs> That's what he said. And he was Trump's right-hand man in this. Mind you, he's ambassador to the EU and Ukraine isn't in the EU. But somehow he was involved in all this. But, you know, Trump makes his own rules. <sighs> but 
Ambassador Volker and Mr. Morrison were Republican called witnesses. Volker changed his deposition testimony and he insinuated that, like Mr. Sondland, there was a link between the White House visit and a public Biden probe. Now, when you're watching this, you're going to see the stark difference between Democrats and Republicans. Like I said last time, Devin Nunes and Jim Jordan, they, I, oh, I don't even know what to say about them. Jim Jordan is in such a gerrymandered district. I think I said this last time, that's why he can behave like an ass because he literally has no threat of being taken out. But it's despicable because what we're talking about is the fate of our nation. And I'm not being dramatic when I say that. And obviously, if you listen to this, you know, Trump is not my favorite person. He's actually, I genuinely do not like him. I will say that bias right now. I do not like him. He has said racist things. He has said sexist things. He has said absolutely disgusting things and actually carried them out and done that. So I have a problem, even though I know impeachment hearings, the few that's been had are partisan in nature. I get that. But you have to have some standard some morality to say this is really bad this is really bad because it wasn't just trump saying okay i want help in the 2020 elections from a foreign government and he didn't even really care if they investigated in biden he just wanted it to be said publicly but it's one thing for him to do that it's another thing for him to do that at our expense as american citizens and as chris hayes said tonight he's uh, a talk show host on msnbc he said that trump is joe biden's president as well thus for him to seek a foreign government to interfere in our election and to investigate him on something that wasn't actually there that didn't actually happen anything negative or nefarious or anything that should affect him given that it was his son that did it um and we know trump's kids be doing some things it's just <laughs> for someone who's america first america first pro-america pro-america it does it's not pro-america it's not pro us <laughs> as american citizens because like i said based on his racist remarks he definitely doesn't include everybody in that his version of america and even them he's not serving he's serving himself right now He's serving himself, but that's opinion. <laughs> Back to the facts of what happened for the testimony. Gordon Sondland, as I said, he testified that there was a quid pro quo in regard to the White House visit and the investigation of the Bidens. And he admitted that Trump would be the one to benefit from those investigations, which are obvious, but they wanted to get him on the record. Colonel Vindman, he said that although he knew he could face retribution, he did it because this is the right thing to do. The pre what the president was doing was wrong so he reported and did what was right and is now here well was there testifying because it was the right thing to do it was a really beautiful moment actually now fiona hill oh my goodness that girl oh she slayed i came to slay oh she definitely did i think she was listening to beyonce's formation on the way you know she's a 53 year old british american but i still think she was jamming that because that's the energy she came in with okay i'm giving you facts i'm giving you experience i'm giving you expertise okay <laughs> that's the energy i got from her i mean it was just oh 
it was so satisfying to watch. So now she testified that what Gordon Sondland had said a few days ago just didn't make sense. Because Gordon Sondland said, I was a part of the official channel. I was a part of the official channel. He said, how could I not be a part of the official channel when I was talking to President Trump, NSA leader Bolton, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, which I don't know why he's involved in this, but he is, and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. That is the official channel. And I was like, well, that kind of does sound official. I mean, right? That's the president. What's unofficial about that? Well, the unofficial thing about that, which is also what Ambassador Bill Taylor said, is that nobody else was involved. Oh, I should also include Rudy Giuliani on that. And if it's an official channel, you're going to have interagency communication, but it was only those five, six or seven people that were running this shadow foreign policy, which actually wasn't foreign policy at all. How she put it is that they were being tasked to carry out a domestic political errand that completely diverged from the national security foreign policy that she and her colleagues were interested in pursuing. I mean, I, I want to try and stress this as much as I can, that in this whole situation and circumstance, that's the focus. Trump has shown no evidence that he cared a whit about corruption. He's shown no evidence that he cared a whit at all that the Russians are occupying Ukrainian territory. He's not shown any evidence that he shows any respect to the people who serve in the State Department beyond those who are political appointees. If you choose to weigh something as more important than this, then you choose to do that. But don't disregard what actually happened. Acknowledge that this man has done wrong and he's done it at the expense of us. So let's let's be real on that. Okay, let's talk about that. Now, one thing Bill Taylor said is that he has never seen another example of foreign aid conditioned to personal political interests of the president and that he was told that everything was tied to Ukraine's public announcement of the probes. Now, <laughs> while Ambassador Maria Ivanovich was doing her testimony, Trump was live tweeting because, you know, he just... He can't stop himself. He just, he must say what he needs to say. And so this is what he was saying. And I quote, everywhere Marie Yovanovitch went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Then fast forward to Ukraine where the new Ukrainian president spoke unfavorably about her in my second phone call with him. It is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. They call it serving at the pleasure of the president. U.S. now has a very strong and powerful foreign policy, much different than preceding administrations. It is called quite simply America first. With all of that, however, I have done far more for Ukraine than O, end quote. Now, you know he's talking about Obama. And what he talked about in that phone call with President Zelensky is there's no factual evidence to base that. And what the frick are you doing? <laughs> Tweeting in the middle of this woman's testimony. Like, that's witness tampering. That's witness intimidation. You just added another article to your impeachment. <laughs> I don't understand him. I really don't. Now, just an offshoot of this, Ugh, goodness, this has taken longer than I thought to explain. I'm sorry, I'm just so emotional about this and it's just, it's real because if you keep in mind everything that has happened 
has benefited Russia. It benefits Russia for Ukraine not to have military aid. It benefits Russia for Zelensky not to have the White House meeting. It benefits Russia for Turkey to move into Syria because now that's Turkish and Russian land. You got that right. Russian has land now. Russia has land now in the Middle East. The other thing he wanted them to investigate is CrowdStrike. He says that they were the ones who did the hacking of the DNC, not Russia. This conspiracy theory, this lie comes straight from Russia, comes straight from them. And you'll hear the Republicans say it time and time again. He was just investigating 2016. He has every right to do that. No, he doesn't. Not when it's been bipartisanly proved that they did it. Not when his own security intelligence agencies have said that they did it. So you're just going to disagree with all those people. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And CrowdStrike is an American company. It's a cybersecurity company whose client was the DNC after they were hacked. And in looking at the signatures, because let me tell you, I come from an IT family. And when you're on the internet, you're being tracked at all times. So they, they are tracking you going in, they're tracking you going out. You can catch signatures, no matter how faint they are, no matter how people try and cover it up, to find out where this source is coming from. They concluded that it came from Russia. Ever since, because they were the first ones to conclude that, Russia has hated them. And as a result, Trump is now bringing them into this and trying to implicate them that they somehow, they somehow hacked them and then put it on a server and gave it to the Ukrainians. And then the Ukrainians gave it to their sworn enemy, Russia, and then Russia released it. Doesn't make any sense because it's not true. Doesn't make any sense because it's not true. Let me say it again. Doesn't make any sense because it's not true. So follow your nose, follow your eyes, follow your mind, and you will be led <laughs> in the right way. Now, just a little offshoot from impeachment. Lindsey Graham is opening a probe into the Bidens and possible Ukrainian involvement into the 2016 election. Hmm. He's a Republican, if you don't know, Republican from South Carolina. And again, I, I don't think it needs to be said. Who benefits from that? Russia. Russia. So it all comes back to Russia. It really does. So again, <laughs> this isn't just a political thing. This is possibly the fate of our democracy. And I can't underscore that enough. And so I hope I'm passing that on and you're getting that. Okay, so this was supposed to be a mini episode. It seems like it's my longest episode yet. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Like, for real? So anyways, we're going to wrap this up with the colorful comment of the day. I need to have some like animation or sound when that happens because it needs to just be special. But anyways, here it is. I'm going to attach a link if you don't look at any of my online sources, which I hope you do. And I hope you also look at the action items. That's why they're there for not just for, you know, decorative purposes, <laughs> but for you to hopefully click on them, sign the petition, donate, whatever it is so that you, again, are actively contributing to what you're hearing rather than just hearing about it and saying, what can I do? Well, I'm giving you resources of what you can do. But anyways, click on this source, click on the source this because you need to see it i can't even say it i can't I, what i say does not give justice it's a photograph of president trump's notes he did a press conference talking about the impeachment hearing and i'll quote it but it still won't it won't give you the mm, the ambiance 
of how insane it all looks. And I quote, and this is written in all caps in Sharpie. I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky to do the right thing. This is the final word from the prez of the U.S. End quote. Now that's not exactly what he said, but that's his note. <laughs> it's an all cap shawl written in Sharpie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if that that in itself kind of is a major mark against him <laughs> amongst everything else but I found it very funny and very sad but we're gonna focus on laughing right now okay so I hope you all have enjoyed the seventh commentary as you know www.colorfulwith2lscommentary.com is now open and ready for business waiting for you to come and explore there is a contact form on the homepage and the about page. Please fill it out because right now you're just nameless listeners. But if you can fill out the contact form, you can be a part of my newsletter and I can get in contact with you and you can get in contact with me <laughs> and we can just make this a harmonious relationship and the community that I pray it will build into. So happy Thanksgiving, even though it is the culinary's holiday and stay colorful.